You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, well, I think we know what we're dealing with when it comes to Arizona football right now, and I'm going to uh, issue a little bit of a mea culpa here in that I kind of was believing in Arizona a little bit. I thought it was a spirited performance against BYU in the opener, and I went into the San Diego State game thinking that that Arizona would win that game, and lo and behold, that did not happen. Arizona lost 38-14, and quite frankly, it felt like a game that wasn't even that close. It was it was awful. I mean, there's no other way around it. Arizona's down 21 <laughs> 21-0 with about seven minutes left to go in the first qu- or first half. And honestly, it didn't even feel really, like I said, that close. And if you're an Arizona fan, I think the thing that you've got to be most frustrated with is that I mean, let's be honest here. The Wildcats did not look good at all and from a talent perspective the cats san diego state just look better across the board and that's an issue again maybe san diego state's at this point where they're kind of a self-sustaining program where you know maybe they're a little bit better than you know the, the reputation and it's a good solid reputation but across the board anybody out there watching how many people do you think for arizona would start for san diego state Maybe Stanley Berryhill, maybe, and that's probably about it. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know anybody else that would start that's a no-brainer starter. San Diego State was bigger, they were more athletic, and they were just more physical across the board. Now, to be clear here, this isn't Jed Fish's fault. This is a bad football team right here, and you know what? It also shows, again, that Vegas probably knows about the over-under and why it should be at about 25 this is again, this was a this is a bad football team. I think the the stat that encompasses everything was when Arizona was down, it was a or Arizona's down in the third quarter. There's five minutes left to go, and they've put up a hundred and two yards through almost forty minutes. A hundred and two yards. Now, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens of about two thousand and one, that's not gonna cut it. And Arizona is not that. And you almost got to kind of go back to the drawing board if you're Jed Fish. The one thing I will say is that I pro- I think I've seen enough of Gunner Cruz at this point. I would I would go with Will Plummer. The thing with Cruz is yes, he put up some yards against BYU, but he's just not he just doesn't inspire confidence. He looks kind of like a high school quarterback and that he runs around, he you know, he kind of dinks and dunks and then he'll look to chuck or then he'll look to chuck it out of bounds. Whenever he gets time, whenever there isn't any pressure, he still kind of messes up, for lack of a better term. And I think that's a little bit of the issue here. Now, uh, Will Plummer, I'm not saying that he's the savior, but at least when Plummer came in, he looked a little bit more the part of a quarterback. He came in, he stood strong in the pocket, he threw some cannons downfield, weren't always completed, but he at least showed some ability that I don't know that, uh, that Gunner Cruz has. So that would probably be the first thing that I would do to rectify if, 
you can call it rectifying of the quarterback position right there. But this is a team too, that I think we saw for the first time just is, is bad. And again, this is because of a lot of, there's a lot of talent. There's a, you know, you've got three or four recruiting classes here that just haven't been good. And so fish is trying to uh, fish is trying to clear that up. I get all that. And He's going to have to sell hope. We're going to talk about the fan support in the next segment, but for the people out there, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you sell this product after what you saw because San Diego State's good. This isn't a vintage San Diego State team by any means. This isn't a team that is going to be a top twenty team in the country. Quite frankly, this is a team that lost, bull or the, excuse me, that. Uh, was down 10 nothing to New Mexico State at the half. Now, granted, they came back and they smoked them in the second half, but that's still an indication that this isn't a great team that we're talking about. And I think that's a little bit of the issue going forward, and I think that's going to be a problem for the Arizona Wildcats. Now, San Diego State definitely looked like a group that had more protein bars and more built bars specifically than Arizona. I don't think there's any way around that. They were bigger. They were more physical. They were ready to just... They were ready to just manhandle the cats. The cats didn't look like they had their built bars out there. And if you were smart, eh, you would have gone to betonline.ag and made the exact opposite bet that I made because this was a big time mess up right here. Uh, it um, You could have made a lot of money off this game, off adjusted lines, off of all different kinds of stuff. So betonline.ag is 100% the place that you're going to want to go if you want to make if you want to make something out of this right here. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. So now let's talk about where does Arizona go from here? And that's the question that I don't think anybody really has an answer for. My opinion is Arizona, the fan support is done. I don't think you're going to see fans at this game and these games. And if they do show up, I think they're going to be there for a half. And I think they're out. And honestly, I can't really blame them at this point. We've talked about it at nauseum, but this is a, this is a beaten down fan base. This is a fan base that just doesn't doesn't expect good things, and when they do get excited, they get let down just like they were last night. This is a group that we've talked about before, that when Arizona goes into the season with top five expectations, generally fi- finishes out of the rankings, or there's always a letdown. Now, Fish did everything possible, going to the frat houses, getting all the kids to show up, but you know what? These kids aren't These kids aren't going to... These kids aren't going to be showing up here after this because, you know, you're 20, 21 years old. Let's just say you're of legal drinking age and kids don't want to watch that. Now, you know, if Arizona starts winning, I think it'll be easier. But I think Fish, with, for all the community outreach he's done, which has been very good, there's no, way, there's no doubt about that. He's done a very good job of community outreach. The problem, though, is that at sooner or later, you got to win. And what we saw yesterday was a program that is a long way away from being good. And you know what? Fish, Fish knew that. I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's any, any doubt about that, that Fish knew what he was getting into. But I think, at least from my perspective, and I'm kind of exasperated, I was blown away by the, just by the lack of physicality on both sides of the ball, but specifically the defensive side. And I can't blame Don Brown here because how many times were guys in position to make tackles and they just whiffed? It seemed like it was pretty much every single time guys were in a position to make a tackle. And you know what? Boom. 
You couldn't get anything going right there. That to me is a big part of the. Uh, that to me is a big part of the problem. Is that these guys were diving at knees. They were diving. They were just trying to do anything they could not to make a play out there. And if you're Arizona, you're not good enough to be able to make that happen. You're not there. Quite frankly, you're. That's just not the case. You are not good enough to be able to make that happen. Now, if you're the University of you know, if you're the University of Alabama, you can probably get away with doing some things that you shouldn't otherwise be doing. But Arizona obviously doesn't have that talent. And, you know, Don Brown's going to have to make things, you know, work. He's going to have to have some cornerbacks, some players that are going to be able to make or play in press coverage, because honestly, he's going to have to bring blitzes to be able to get there. But you saw that Christian Roland Wallace is one of the better players on the team. And, he just didn't look that fast out there. It looked like New Mexico State had guys, or excuse me, San Diego State had guys that were just faster across the board. There's just no other way around that. Now, the one thing that I think is going to be fascinating here is that you're finished. The one thing that I think is going to be interesting to see is what happens now from a coaching perspective. Does Jed Fish go out there and? Do they start? Do they try to overhaul? Do they try to go with something new? Or do they say, you know what? We look pretty decent against BYU. There was some real growing that we saw. What exactly is going to be that next step for Jed Fish? And I don't know what that next step is going to be for Jed Fish. Um, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. But what you saw yesterday was an incredibly untalented team that was making up for it by not tackling by even when they were put in position, making mistakes. And that's something that if you're Jed Fish, you just really can't have happen. And I, again, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I think he was. The one thing, though, that I do want to give him some real kudos for is that he coached until the end of the game. You're down 38-14, and Jed Fish is calling timeouts to try to get the ball back. And because, he, you know, he knew that he's not a dummy. He knew that he wasn't going to win that game. But I think he also was looking at it that there were going to be some teachable moments that were going to be in play here. So, again, if you're fish, you kind of wonder to yourself, all right, what can we learn from this? But you're going to learn. I don't know how much you're going to learn on the tape because, quite frankly, you just saw a team that was beat up on both sides of the ball and guys that just missed tackles left and right. And it just looked like a bad football team. It looked like a team that was rightfully picked to be the last team in the conference this year. And that's a lot of because of what happened with Kevin Sumlin. That's a lot of what went on. Uh, that's a lot of what he's inherited right now. You don't really have a quarterback situation. The running backs are solid, but outside of Stan right now, you don't see a you know a wide receiver that really scares you. Now I think that you hope that that'll be Jamari at some point, but you know he's been hurt, so who knows what he's going to be able to do this year. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know the guys that I think we were all excited about, your Trayvon Masons, guys like that. They just, they didn't show up. So if you're, if you're fish, it's great that you were trying to coach and it's great that you're trying to teach. And I do give them some real kudos, but I think at this stage in the game, the community outreach is going to be difficult because the, again, this is a beaten down fan base. And what you saw yesterday was embarrassing. It's a game that when you're down 21, nothing at home and your home opener against San Diego state and you end up losing 38 to 14, that's always going to be something that's going to be very tough to sell to the crowd. Now, the one thing I do want to tell you about, though, is that San Diego State also, besides having built bars, looked like they were rocking rockauto.com. Now, 
If you're in San Diego, you're probably going to want to get back there as quickly as possible, but I'm sure some of these players had family that drove. And you know what? If you drive and you're at rockauto.com, there's nothing to worry about. You talk about preventative measures. This is the kind of place that you get there, you get to rockauto.com, and they have you covered. And let's be honest, isn't that all you want? You want to have a peace of mind knowing that, you know what, when I get to a certain place, I am going to be there, and I'm going to be there on time. And you know what? If something fails, I've got something that's already with me. rockauto.com is the place that you're going to be. Now, next show is going to be very fun. We're not going to talk any U of A football. We are going to talk about Jetfish. I mean, excuse me, uh, Lute Olson. We are going to talk about the memorial service that is going to be going on here. Wasn't able to happen last year because of COVID. And we're going to have a lot of cuts. We'll have a lot of clips as to what people were saying and about a guy that really changed the trajectory of Arizona athletics, period. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking about that. I'm Mike Luke, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.